0: This is sermon number 15 by Christopher Love and the scripture text is 2 Timothy 2 verse 1 My son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. From the last clause in this text that is grace that is in Christ Jesus we have gathered this observation that all those measures of grace whereof believers are partakers they do receive them in and from Jesus Christ. That this is so we have proved not only by the types of the Old Testament but also by the express testimony of the New Testament and have also given the grounds and reasons of this point with some application by way of reproof and confutation of the Armenian and Socinian errors. It remains we make some further application of this point and so conclude the whole discourse. The second use. Is by way of exhortation unto these duties following. Dost thou receive all grace from Jesus Christ? Then labor to be humble in the acknowledgement of this. Let the consideration and conscientious application of this doctrine quell all boasting in us of any excellency received. Our wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification and redemption. Are all from Christ, and therefore he that glorieth let him glory in the Lord, 1 corinthians one thirty and thirty one consider who maketh thee to differ from another, and what hast thou that thou didst not receive now, if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it 1 corinthians four seven who but a proud fool would magnify himself in that? which either another giveth him or another hath done for him. We count it an odious pride and folly in a man to boast himself of that which another hath done. And therefore the apostle professeth that he did not carry himself as those false teachers had done who were crept into the church of Corinth. Saith the apostle, we do not boast of things beyond our measure, that is, of other men's labors, nor boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hands. 2 Corinthians ten fifteen and 16 Now, all grace is made ready to our hands and is only the work of Jesus Christ in us who worketh all our works for us. Ammianus Marcellinus tells us of one Lampadius, a great person in Rome who in all parts of the city where other men had bestowed cost in building, he would set up his own name, not as a repairer of the work, but as the chief builder. Such folly are they guilty of who will set their own names before God over the work of grace in their own souls. Oh, remember that boasting is excluded by the law of faith, Romans 327. Faith is that grace which emptieth the creature of all its conceited excellencies, and faith is that grace which will give God the praise of the glory of all his grace. Shall the groom of the stable boast of his master horses? And the stage player of his borrowed robes? Shall the mud wall be proud that the sun shines upon it? We must say of all the good that is in us, as the young man said to the prophet of his hatchet, alas master it was borrowed Second Kings six five. The Church of God is compared to the moon canticle six ten. Now all the light which the moon giveth to the world she doth but distribute what is lent her all our graces and the shining of them, whereby our light is seen before men is but a borrowed light from the sun of righteousness. David sets us an excellent pattern when he makes that humble acknowledgement Blessed be the Lord God of Israel our Father forever and ever Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven or in earth is Thine Thine is the kingdom, O Lord and Thou art exalted as head above all Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thine hand is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. But who am I, and what is my people, that we should offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee, and of thine own have we given thee. O Lord our God, all this store that we have prepared to build thee and house for thine holy name cometh of thy hand, and it is all thine own. Second Chronicles 29, 10 and following. Which is an excellent pattern of humility after an enlargement in duty. David and the people offered both bountifully and willingly towards the house of God. Lord had enlarged both their hearts and their hands. Now all they did for God is here ascribed to God's grace and bounty towards them. It is excellent humility to ascribe our enlargement in God's service to the enlargement of God's grace toward us. The way to have grace increased is humbly to acknowledge from whence we receive every grace. Second, Ascribe unto Jesus Christ the glory of all the grace you have been made partakers of. Thus did Paul upon all occasions. I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me, and by the grace of God I am what I am. I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God. 1 Corinthians 15.10 and Galatians 2.20 It was well done of that good and faithful servant to say, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. Luke 19.16 He does not say, Lord, my pains, but thy pound hath gained. When we give God the glory of his grace, God will give us the comfort and increase of our grace. Learn, therefore, to ascribe unto Christ the initial progressive and consummative work of grace in your souls. Jesus Christ only, who hath begun a good work in you, will perform it until his own day. Philippians 1.6 Jesus Christ is the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12.2 He is the Alpha and the Omega. Revelation 1.8 And therefore the Apostle prays the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ After that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. 1 Peter 5.10 Grace is rather like manna that comes down from heaven than the corn that grows out of the earth. Grace is inspired from heaven. Gifts and parts are acquired by industry and pains here on earth. What God said by way of comparison between Canaan and Egypt is very applicable to this purpose for thus the Lord speaks to Israel the land whether thou goest in to possess it is not as the land of Egypt whence thou camest out where thou sowest thy seed and waterest with thy foot as a garden of herbs but the land whither ye go to possess it is a land of hills and valleys and drinketh water of the rain of heaven a land which the Lord thy God careth for Deuteronomy 11.12 Thus it is with grace and nature. Nature may be and is improved with industry and pains, and is like Egypt, which might be watered by the foot, that is, with digging gutters and trenches, which is the labor of the foot, to let in the stream of the river Nile when when he yearly overflows his banks. But grace is like the rain from heaven, which only falleth where God doth appoint, who causeth it to reign upon one city and not upon another, and one piece is reigned upon, and the piece whereupon it reigneth not withereth. Third, a disclaim all merit and self-sufficiency. For so much as we arrogate to our own merit, so much we derogate from the free grace and mercy of God. If with Ephraim God hath enlarged his grace toward thee, that thou art like a green fig tree. Hosea 14.6 Yet let God have the glory of all thy fruitfulness, and let him say, From me is thy fruit found. Romans 11, 18. <clears throat> O consider that thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Say not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name do we give the praise. A gracious heart, knows his own inability and his own insufficiency and imperfection, that he is unable to overcome the least sin, though never so small, to exercise any grace, though never so weak, to perform the least duty, though never so easy, and as we have cause to acknowledge our inability, so also our sinful imperfections. If God should enter into judgment with us, he might condemn us, not only for our worst sins, but for our best duties. Fourth, have an eye to Jesus Christ. Look up to him, the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12.2 The word looking unto signifies in the original such a looking unto as that we look off those things which may divert our looking up to Jesus. Labor, my beloved, to look still unto Christ as the author of grace when you have the greatest exercise or increase or comfort of your grace say when thou hast the greatest strength of grace as Jehoshaphat did when he had that great strength of men 500,000 Lord we know not what to do only our eyes are upon thee Second, Corinthians, uh, Second Chronicles 20 Verse twelve. There are three; uh, these three things which we should eye in Christ's giving us grace. First, how voluntarily and freely Jesus Christ doth issue out his grace to his people. Never did a mother more willingly give her child suck, when her breast did ache, than Jesus Christ doth bestow grace upon his people. Christ doth not like a merchant sell his grace, but like a king freely bestows all. See the tenor of the covenant of grace, how free it was. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Isaiah fifty-five one. Let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Revelation 22.17 Nothing is so free as grace. It is offered and is bestowed upon the freest terms imaginable. All that Christ requires is but our receiving it. It is the delight of Christ to show mercy and to bestow grace upon his people. It is the meat of Christ to do the will of God that sent him and to finish his work. Never was man more willing to eat his meat when he is hungry than Jesus Christ was to do good and to bestow grace upon them that wanted it. So also it is said of Christ in Psalm 72.6, which is clearly a prophecy of Jesus Christ, that he should come down like rain upon the mown grass and as showers that water the earth. Now there is nothing that comes down more sweetly and freely than the rain upon a dry and thirsty ground. Secondly, look unto Jesus, the author of grace, how irresistibly he doth communicate his grace. I will work, and who can let it? Isaiah 43.13 It is true, not only of God's external deliverances, but it as true of God's working grace in the hearts of his people. Who shall let? Satan shall not. For though he be a strong man, and armed, and hath got possession... Yet when Christ comes, He is stronger than Satan. Sin shall not be able to hinder God's work of grace. Grace shall be too hard for it—the strongest opposition that is made against it. It is true that a man may and doth resist the grace of God with a gainsaying and contradicting resistance, but not with overcoming resistance. <clears throat> Thirdly, look up to Jesus, the bestower of grace. How proportionably He gives grace, suitable and answerable to thy temptations and need. God divides to every one His grace and gifts severally as He will. 1 Corinthians twelve. And yet He gives grace that shall be enough. My grace is sufficient for thee," said, said God to Paul. Second Corinthians twelve nine. Sufficient to quell corruptions. Sufficient to repel temptation. Sufficient to make thee wait upon me until I give thee deliverance. Be exhorted to have recourse to Jesus Christ for the supply of grace. Go to Jesus and by the prayer of faith approach to the throne of grace and beg grace to help thee in the time of need. Go unto God by Christ And God through Christ will supply all your wants. My God, saith Paul to the Philippians, shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.19 Go to this God and express yourselves before his throne with sensible complaints and earnest requests. Say, Lord, seeing there is so much water in the fountain, why should my cistern be empty? such fullness of grace in Christ and so little grace in my heart. Lord, hast thou not gifts for men? Yea, for the rebellious also? Psalm 58, 18. And that is the worst that can be said of me. And hast thou not a blessing for me also? Third, a use of caution. Although we say that all grace is in and from Christ, this should not cut off our endeavors after grace, we should so earnestly labor to get grace as if there were no way to have it but by our endeavors. We should so strive to get heaven as if it were to be gotten by our fingers, by our own pains. God's promises and purposes of giving grace should rather quicken and greaten than anyway slacken our endeavors after grace. See how the Apostle makes God's working grace in us, a ground why we should work? Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Philippians 2.21 And again, I know that, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. But see also how God joins our, their duty with his promise the means unto the end then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you Jeremiah 29 11 and 12 so also in the prophecy of Ezekiel the Lord had promised to do great things for them and then adds thus saith the Lord God I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them Ezekiel 36:27. God's promise to David to build him in house did not at all slack his prayer to God for that purpose. For thus we find David praying, Thou, O my God, hast told thy servant that thou wilt build him in house. Therefore thy servant hath found in his heart to pray before thee. And now, Lord, thou art God, and hast promised this goodness to thy servant. Now, therefore, let it please thee to bless the house of thy servant that it may be before thee forever. for thou blessest, O Lord, and it shall be blessed for ever second chronicles seventeen twenty five 25 twenty seven thus also did paul by thus also did Paul, by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all yet not I but the grace of God which was in me 1 Corinthians 15.10 see how he enjoins God, uh, joins God's grace and his own endeavors together thou must then so endeavor after grace as if it were to be gotten by labor and not bestowed by favor yet when thou hast done all thou canst thou must acknowledge grace to be free as if thou hadst not labored at all. Though there be abundance of grace in Christ, yet let all such as have no interest in Christ take heed how they flatter themselves into a conceit that they shall receive grace from Christ. Interest in the person gives communication of his grace. As it was in Christ's person, he could not have had those excellencies and attributes which were in God had not his two natures human and divine <coughs> been personally united in him and therefore it is said by virtue of the hypostatical union that in him that is in his person dwelleth all the fullness of Godhead bodily Colossians 2, six. so unless there be that mystical union between Christ and us we could not be partakers nor grow strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus Union is the ground of communion. and Therefore we read first of receiving Christ and then afterwards of receiving of his fullness grace for grace. John 1.12 and 16 Though thou art near Christ by profession, yet if thou art not one with Christ by faith, thou canst not receive any virtue from him. If a man tie food to any part of his body, it will not nourish him, because it is not received, concocted, or incorporated, that only nourishes, which becomes one and the same substance with us. So we receive strength and increase of grace from Christ as we are united unto him by faith. Take a graft and tie it to a tree, and it brings forth no fruit. But let it be united unto a tree by implantation, Then the graft grows fruitful. So without Christ, or as it is in the original separate from Christ, you can do nothing. John 15.5 He that by faith is not planted together in the likeness of Christ's death shall never receive spiritual nourishment from him. He that does not abide in Christ is cast forth as a branch. He was never a true branch, only seemed to be one. Christ is a fountain of grace, but it is faith that draws out of this fountain. Christ is a treasury of grace, but it is faith that unlocks this treasury. By our communion with Christ, we receive grace for grace. We are made by love, meekness, and patience like unto Christ, but by faith we are made one with Christ. And that union is the cause of communion. And therefore, Christless persons are graceless persons. If men want grace, yet let them know that not Christ but themselves are to be blamed. There is fullness in Christ. There is grace enough in Christ. In him there is fullness of sufficiency, of efficiency, and of redundancy. But if a vessel be stopped, cast it into the sea, and it will receive water, And the fault is in the vessel which is stopped, there is no want of water in the sea. They that have the river water or conduit water come into their houses. If no water come, you must not conclude there is no water in uh, in the river or fountain, but that the pipes are either stopped or broken. So it is if you ever are straightened, you are straightened in your own bowels and not straightened in your God. If a house be dark, it is not... For any want of light in the sun, but for want of windows in the house. So if thou wantest grace, it is not for want of grace in Christ, but for want of faith in thy soul, to draw and derive more grace from Christ. Envy not the grace of God in others. Though Christ should bestow more grace on others than on thee, yet thy eye must not be evil, because his is good. Matthew 20.15 Thou shouldest not have an envious eye because Christ hath a bountiful hand. It is not only a fault in the wicked men to envy the grace that is in good men as Cain envied Abel because his sacrifice was accepted and his own rejected but also even good men are too apt to envy one another. Joseph's brethren envied their brother because he was beloved of his father and Peter it is thought envied John the beloved disciple but take heed of envy it is dishonorable to God and often hinders us from receiving mercy and grace from God to envy Christ's dispensing of his grace to whom and in what measure he pleases is unbecoming a Christian to rejoice in others happiness is to do as the angels of heaven to envy others good is like the devils in hell would a father take it well that his children fall out about their portions which their father hath given them God is absolutely free to give one or two or five talents as he pleases and if another have more grace than thou yet be thankful for that grace thou hast and envy no man lastly lessen not that grace thou hast received as there is no sin small because it is an offense against a great God, so there is no great little because it comes from the great God. Unthankfulness hinders this oil from running. As a man must not be contented with the greatest measure of grace, so must he not be unthankful for the least measure of grace. Consider, it is Jesus Christ that hath begun the work of grace, and that there is some little good wrought in thee, is the work of Christ and he that hath begun a good work will also finish it he that hath given grace a being in thy soul will also strengthen thee with strength in thy soul and perfect what concerneth thee Psalm 138 Do not thou thyself quench the flax that begins to smoke nor break the reed that is bruised but be thankful to Christ that he hath kindled this smoking flax, and wait upon him, who will so accomplish his work, that he will send out judgment unto victory.
1: This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. You are welcome to make copies and give them to those in need. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale,